Char, ask me what I'm drinking. Hey, Grease! What are you drinking on this episode of the Roma Happens Podcast? Not beer. You know why? Uh, because you're sponsored by a not beer company. Well, it's called water, so I don't know if anyone would really... I don't think Czech people should be proud of their water. It's very uh, hard and, you know, lots of calcium. But uh, uh, I'm not drinking beer because uh, fuck agriculturalists and fuck horticulturalists and fuck everybody who drives a tractor. Dumb fucking morons. Yesterday at about 5 a.m. I get... I was, I was awake. Because I was going to sleep at like... I was not going to sleep. I was going to go to, to the office at like 6.30. And uh, I was just awake. And then half the city was awake at about 5. Because the fucking tractor drivers decided that they're going to block Prague. Protest all you fucking want, man. But why would you... Why would hundreds of tractors honk at 5 a.m.? What do you accomplish with that? You just piss people off. See, here's the thing. You can protest all they want. Power to the people, right? But then you made people actually, you know, ask what's going on. And then people found out that you're all insane morons who think that American spies are out there to poison your crops and the government's not doing anything about it. So a lot of people found out that that's what the protest is about and not just, you know, tractor drivers all over Europe uniting to support the cause of, you know, fuck the rich, give poor people money as well. Nope. It's the American spies are ruining our crops. <laughs> With 5G, mind you. So, funny you should mention that, because I was watching a video on YouTube about why you cannot buy a Toyota Hilux in United States, and it's due to Europeans not buying enough chicken back in the 60s. So we totally could be poisoning your props. <laughs> Eat more yeah. American chicken. We need more chicken. I don't know why you'd be drinking water. Water's the leading cause of drowning. Uh, yeah... Did you know that ev- that water has a hundred percent fatality rate? Everybody who's come in contact with water has died. Nah, dad jokes. Yeah, but anyway, I know you didn't come to drag me out of bed this morning to talk about your drinking habits. Morning, it's two p.m. for you. Uh, yeah, but it's my morning because usually I get out of work and you know go to ah, bed. Okay, 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 okay. Fair, fair, fair. So, who do you think is going to win today, Man City or PSV? Uh, PSV is playing Borussia Dortmund. <laughs> and Man City is playing Brentford. Both can well, be a correct answer. Um, but, you know, they won't. So, welcome to another episode of Roma Happens Podcast. My name is Greaves, as usual, joined by Char. And uh, we have no guests. Again, sorry if you wanted somebody special. We might actually talk to Wayne soon. Uh, I feel like it's been a few games and he's going to have opinions and there are some early De Rossi that... I want to hear, and uh, hopefully this time we won't lose the the, the recording. And uh, this is stuff. That was you. <laughs> Don't bring me into this. 
okay, fair. You wanted to edit it many times, and you keep I asking did. me, and I'm like, I got it. <laughs> then yeah, you got it. It 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 was it was fucking like sometimes I just don't check the recording when I know I don't need to fix it, and then the recording expires, and then. Uh, rarely it happens that it's like corrupt or something, like not fully downloaded, like stops at 99 for some reason. And yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, how did you like Oppenheimer the movie? Oh wait, we're not talking about that. Uh, we're here to talk about Roma. We haven't been here last week because Oppenheimer. Because Char, do you want to explain why we 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 skipped a week after after promising to uh, people that we're gonna be uh, more frequent and more uh, consistent? I got a new car. That you used for what? A week. <laughs> it's been a week. That you used to drive, what, five hours away from your home without telling me that you're not going to be there. And I was waiting entire fucking Tuesday, sitting until, like, literally 11 p.m., at which point you're like, oh, I'm in New Hampshire. Yeah, I had to drop my dad off. He drove it up for me. Oh, late Thursday. Thursday afternoon. Yeah. no podcast this week? Nope. Nope. Did you make it through, though? Yeah. And your car. <laughs> How's your car doing? Better than Roma? Uh, the which one? The first car or the second car? <laughs> you know what? I haven't asked American, you. I have two cars now. I have haven't asked you, but how many guns do you have? I have one gun. <laughs> Seriously? I do. It's a shotgun. It's a twelve gauge shotgun, and it's in Black Ops Two. Can you bring? Can you bring it to Europe? Uh, no, there. It's heavily regulated. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Was this for? Well, I'm going to Europe. I need to defend myself um, from all the Europeans. It doesn't have slam fire capability, so I can't use it in the trenches like my forefathers did. Nah. Uh, Harry, so this you fucking casual. We, we missed a few games, uh, and then, actually, I don't know. I, I feel like it's fine if we just miss a few games, but there's like not that much to say. Like we can kind of like more summarize instead of just over analyzing. And uh, I guess we can just like create a bit of a, a feeling for Roma rather than just be like, that today and Helenio sucked and he was bad. And, oh my god, last week everyone was saying he's amazing, but this week everyone's like, oh my god, what's he doing? Uh, you were all wrong. Like, ah, it's whatever. Uh, I'm mocking myself in this instance if it's because I mock everyone else all the time. Um, so. I'm a fucking moron and then hurt everybody's feelings. And everybody's like, why does Grease hate me? And I'm like, I don't know. He just is grieves i don't hate anybody except how to tractor drivers i'm not gonna try to pronounce word to culturalist again um I'm an equal so, opportunity hater <laughs> yeah like what uh why would you fucking honk at a 5 a.m on a fucking monday oh boy in 5 a.m in a city you know you know what it's you can hear one honk in the city because it's all just concrete it's prague the streets are narrow and it's just concrete there's no trees in prague if you see a tree in prague it's because it's like a monument that was built 80 years ago well 90 years ago it sounds like 80 years ago should be like a beginning of the previous century but it's just world war ii um Oh, what, uh, the end of World War II. Jesus. Yeah. 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, 05, 15. Yeah. 80 years yeah. ago now. Jesus Christ. At this point, Hitler was already kind of getting royally dicked by Russians. 
And anyway, why it's it's hard to talk about Roma. Apparently, we can talk about everything else. Um, what do you know about the ancient Celts? <laughs> so, basketball is... team and won seventeen championships. Uh, that's questionable, you know, because we relocated from uh, Boston to Boston, Boston. Shipping up to Boston, whoa! Shipping up to Boston. I prefer whoa. state of Massachusetts. I don't know, it's a better song. Anyway, um, we missed. I like Rose so Tattoo. Hey guys, have you ever opened YouTube and 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 typed uh, Dropkick Murphys and then clicked on the first song that's always the most popular? That's the Rose Tattoo. That's the no, it's shipping stupid... up to Boston. No, it's not. It's anyway, we were watching Roma Inter the other day. The other, the other day, like last week, <laughs> couple weeks. And enter the other day. You know, you know what? Okay, I'll start here immediately from from like the end. Um, when you're watching the, the the game, you're like, oh my god, Roy can do better. We suck. Cristante's not doing anything. Our defense is a shamble. But you watched. I was watching the replay just now, and I noticed that on three conceded three three on three conceded goals, Roy moves away from the ball. If he just didn't move, the ball would have hit him. If he didn't move, like, if he just stood his ground, Inter scored well, one goal. I heard one of them, um, like, he was obstructed, but depending on who you talk to. From, are we going to... Okay, so the goal where Roy was just kind of, like, standing around and being kited like a small child in Warzone... Um, where he tried to like make a step forward and step like I don't know, Tehran wasn't really obstructing him. Like yeah, he touched him. It's a touch. It's not a pull. It's not a block. He was getting out of the way. I don't know. What do you think? Eh, whatever. I don't. I don't think I know. So it's like if they called it fine, a little bit strict for Inter. If they didn't call it, it's a little bit unfair to Roma. Like I get it, but like whatever. Rui could have done better. Uh, he got lobbed by by standing on his own line. Like. Yeah. This is At least later later in the uh like two games later, Sviar Svilar. 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 You have to Svilar. roll the R's like a Mexican. A retard. Uh <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's my airplane that the Greeks are flying. <laughs> oh, it's an actual okay. actual thing. Anyway, uh yeah, at least he comes yeah, off like the line. At least feed them. Yeah, I can't even do it now. Melee comes off the line. Miles. Miles, Nylon Tails, Prowler. Melee S. Miles. Yeah, yeah but European Miles should it be like kilometers? <laughs> CR? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's just call him Kilo. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he at least, yeah, at least moves. he could we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Later. My god, Rui sucked. Rui so fucking bad. Like that game against Inter, like you can blame defense. We shouldn't be in those positions. But on the fourth fucking goal, dude, I swear, they're like Rui is just standing. Look, the, the attack, like they're moving the ball into our half. They go on the wing. They pass the ball into the middle. There is nobody in the middle. A player is running onto the ball. Rui literally covers one meter while Inter 
player who scored, I forgot who it was. Oh, the covered last 60 ball? 60 meters, yes. Bastoni. 60 meters, Bastoni. Recovered one meter. He moved from three meters away from the goal to four meters away from the goal. How? How are you a goalkeeper? How are you... 36. He's 36. That's How? like prime goalkeeping lifespan. Right That's there. prime goalkeeping age. Oh my god. And then, even then, the Bastoni shot straight at him and he just moved away from the ball. Like... The ball is lava. I was changing my mind. And he got a glove on the ball and the, the ball just like slid through his arm. It's like he was trying to concede goals, but... But like, if you tell me that he's really good at making, uh, at, at conceding goals, but like making it look like he's, you know, not trying to concede, I would be like, I believe you because that's a really good effort there. Like, this is amazing effort in conceding goals and like making it look like you won. Uh, horrendous. And the first goal where he was just being kited around and then lobbed on his own line, just standing there, just whatever. The fucking so, the, the, the 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 first goal they scored in the second half is like uh Marcus Teram. It's like why? Why would you why would you move away from he's running full sprint, he's already outside of the goal frame. He's why would he go for the, the fucking wrong post? Why would you go for the far post? He's gonna shoot at the front post, you moron. Why would you move away from the front post? If you look at the replay of the goal, when you pause the video on where the ball crosses the line, that is literally where Ruiz stood before Marcus Theorem took the shot. How do you... Mm. Anyway, the next two games we had Spiller. Um, so Inter game, I really didn't feel like Inter dominated us. I didn't feel like we lost the game by like getting destroyed. No, we did. As, as as much as it pains me to say, the Cristante Paredes Pellegrini midfield didn't lose. Like, I thought they're gonna fucking run circuits, circuits, circles, runs. circles. Nope, nope. The Inter was was like not the better team. They took better chances, but like, I don't know. They funny they you should mention lucky. that. Why? So Roma had forty-seven percent possession. Inter had fifty-three percent. Uh, Roma had eight shots, three on target. Uh, Inter had ten and six. And we had two big chances and missed one. And uh, Inter had two and took both of them. And yeah. for our passing, we had five out of 17 crosses completed for 29%. And Inter had two out of 20 for 10%. So yeah, they weren't doing very much. Either they weren't crossing because it looked like they were just like running straight up the middle. But uh, yeah, it was... Uh, they didn't really look like the top of the league. Like it honestly looked like it was going for a draw and then uh, Angelino scored an own goal. Um, it's like if you took out that own goal, like we would have we would have drawn up until the 90th minute but yeah yeah my my, my feeling like, yeah, sorry. and then it would have just been like oh inter wins it at the death it's like well yeah but they didn't to me they didn't look like the bit like the better team and like i don't know people we we said this on like a couple podcast episodes now but people were waiting for oh my god like you know roma's gonna fail i can't wait to see them lose and all that because like inter was our first big test so 
Uh, a couple people were like, oh, it'd be interesting to see if they do any rotation or anything like that for uh, the next game we're going to talk about. But uh, yeah, it Roma actually looked like they had they actually had teeth. It didn't look like they were playing like they weren't even playing yeah. for a draw. Like they came out, yeah. they're like, we want to play for the win. Like and, Inter, Inter scored, and everyone was like, here we go, here we fucking go. Uh, it doesn't look like Roma's going to be good today. And then we took the lead, like. Yeah. You know, immediately just went forward, scored 10 minutes later. Fantastic cross from Pellegrini. Inter fucked up defensively. They, like, not like the most amazing cross of all time because you can defend any cross. Leaving Mancini in front of your goalkeeper alone on a on a on a 50-yard cross, it's that's just fucked up defensively. Like, and we took a chance. We scored. Mancini was fantastic. Al Sharawi's goal was fantastic. Pellegrini moved the ball incredibly well. Like, that was just perfect play from Pellegrini. I don't think anybody could have done better. The, uh, the commentator was like, Del Shiravi miskick, the glorious miskick, gave Roma the glorious lead. Like, yeah. it's not a glorious miskick. Have you ever seen Al Shiravi do anything? Like, he's he, every single goal he scored can be qualified as a miskick. Yeah, and that's what that's what really annoyed me is that the Paramount uh, color Fuck commentator, Paramount. yeah, he was... Uh, I, I forget who it was, but he used to play for Inter, and so yeah. the, the the slurping Inter's dick was like really hard. I'm like, can you just shut up? Like, I understand Please. that they're Inter's sponsor, but literally the entire the entire commentary was for those who didn't watch in Paramount was oh my god inter is so amazing they have possession again look at him go look at him go forward oh my god i just see the pass it's a cross ah that's so unlucky that the roma players were there and inter players were not ah that's so unlucky they'll do better next and then they they show they like get a note after like 15 minutes of talking about inter from production to like mention roma and then they go so uh, roma Roma lucky um, pass uh uh, the Rossi will need a new suit. Uh, look at the rain, Daniele. Uh, He's gonna oh get pneumonia. Oh my god! Yeah, like holy shit, dude. How do you not have anything to to say about fucking De Rossi? Really, really. I really wanted to, him about- to put on a jacket because that was just a miserable experience. Uh, horrible, 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 horrible. I'd never, mm, whatever. I, how is it like? I was about honestly, to put on Braille commentary, dude. <laughs> Seriously, honestly, what's find... better than that shit? I, I love watching commentary in like in Portuguese because it sounds like they're discussing football. I don't understand the word they're saying. It sounds like they're just discussing football that's going on. If you listen to Arabic commentary, it's amazing because the guy's just hyping every single thing that happens the entire time. Because he's just yelling yalla the whole fucking game. Like, whatever happens, it's just... Uh, if you watch French commentary, it's like, you know, quiet, 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 and they just start screaming on everything. It's, it's, it's fantastic to hear. If you watch fucking Croatian or Serbian commentary, they're just calling out the name of the guy with the ball the entire game and doesn't mention anything else. Again... How is it so difficult for English commentary, which like invented the fucking language, to actually say anything that's worth hearing? What the fuck? I whatever. I hate English commentary of of any football games nowadays. Actually, like it's never good unless you're watching like Premier League with they give you like Martin Tyler and uh, John Champion, who I think retired recently. 
And you're like, ah, the legend, yes. Um, anyway. Conclusion, I f don't feel like... It felt like a Fonseca Roma against Inter, where you feel we're doing good, you feel we're progressing, you feel like we lost the luck, and you feel like going into the next game, we probably won't be afraid. We, it won't be like, holy shit, I hope they didn't get fucking embarrassed. No, they didn't get embarrassed. Uh, let's <sighs> take a look at something real quick. Yes, Feyenoord. Well, well yeah, Feyenoord. let's look at Feyenoord. I don't know how to pronounce their name, I'm sorry. I didn't ask. Yes. Uh. Well, let's see. When did uh, Fonseca take over? Like 2019? When did COVID start? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Uh. Well, under the Fonseca years, he never beat Inter. Yeah. We had a 2-1 against Inter when uh, we were controlling the game and then Inter looked completely toothless and just wasn't able to deal with us. And then Spinazzola tried to kick out the ball inside their own uh, box and kicked Lukaku in the chest instead of the ball and they, they got a penalty and that's the closest we've been to beating them. Yeah. And again, a game where it was like, holy shit, we're destroying them and then it's like, fucking Spinazzola, why dude? How do you mistake ball for big black dude? Maybe he's just racist. He just wanted to kick a black guy his whole life. Feyenoord. Europa Can't League. Can't blame him, though. Did the that. kite. <laughs> uh, just casually calling Spinatola racist. It's fine. Yeah, Feyenoord. Like, what? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I. This match was the one that like left me the most upset. Because Feyenoord was missing, like... All of their players, like some people were out for injuries and then like three other people were out due to a stomach bug and Roma just couldn't put them away. But yeah, Feinord, Feinord looked like the better team, um, unfortunately, did they? they did. I, I thought like, the first half was like really entertaining. I thought it was like just two teams going back and forth and it was really, really, really cool. Yeah, but when you have Roma versus Feyenoord's, like, B-plus team, like, you should have, like, overwhelming quality and put them away. But, I don't know, we'll see uh, in the return leg, which just gets played at the Olympico. Um, the shortest player on the field uh, was... Yeah. Paishao. Paishao. And he scored by just walking. Like, I'll say it immediately. Sviller was in the goal. Sviller was in the goal. I love Sviller. Always been saying that he should be our number one for like a year and a half now. Um, people going like, da, we should buy Di Gregorio Carnesecchi. Like, we have a number one. It's, he's on the bench. Uh, same thing as when Shensny was leaving and I was like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? We need to buy Alex Merritt. He's the big thing. We need to buy what's the um, Steve Ant's goalkeeper nowadays. Ah, uh, fuck. You no, Chesney is a. Bologna. Uh, 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 uh. Chesney is a goalkeeper now. Or are you talking about uh, Buffon? God damn it. Mattia Um 
people like, we need to buy Perrin, and I'm like, we have Allison on the bench. Like, you know, give him a chance. We brought him in for a reason. So yeah, I don't know. Swillard, Swillard looks good. He could have done better, but like it's a point blank header that landed on the line, like onto the line. It's the Yorente should have been marking him, honestly. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, as the last, like starting from from the big, the like the last point of defense. Uh, Swillard could have done better, but it's completely inexcusable. There's like four Roma players standing in our box, and the smallest, shortest player is like wide open for you know a point blank range shot. Horrendous, man. It's just pff, terrible marking. But like, you want the you want the stats from that or no? E sure. Feyenoord, fifty four percent possession. Roma forty six. 18 shots, 6 on target. Roma, 14 and 5. Feyenoord had one big chance. Uh, Roma had one big chance and missed it. Uh, Feyenoord had 4 out of 14 crosses completed. And Roma had 8 out of 17 crosses completed. Like, we were crossing pretty good. Like, we we were actually doing something. Which was nice for a change. So, at, in the Inter game, uh, one thing that I want to shout out, actually, was Angelino. The own goal he scored, he followed Marcus Teran. Like, he's a left back who was defending our right post by just sticking with an open guy. Like, he recognized the situation. He recognized that Hausen is going to move towards the middle a bit to block off, like, any back passes or runners or whatever and the left back stayed with the center forward fantastic like he tried to get the ball away whatever on the Feyenoord goal by Shaw so this is something that we we have been doing since Jose days and this is the biggest issue that our team has right now in my opinion at least defensively like maybe overall but at least defensively this is the biggest problem that we have I'm just gonna break it down real quick. Like you can probably picture and visualize. Oh, uh, let's break it how down. Many, how many times? Isn't that the Lucio? Yeah. Old from Overwatch. Um. So there is everyone's like man marking. Spinazzola has has his man. Zalewski has his man. Yorente has his man. Mancini has Paishao. Karzer has this dude, Pellegrini is in the middle doing absolutely nothing, just roaming around, covering nothing, empty, running. Like, just, you know, he's trying to be useful, but he's just not. Everyone's staring at the ball. Sure. Um, but in split second, Mancini, Llorente, Karzer, Spinazzola form a line for some reason. They're forming an offside line in front of our own goal. Why? There is three players like five meters behind you. You're leaving them wide fucking open. Why are you doing this? In the meantime, Paredes, um, Paredes and Pellegrini are running forward with Bove, I think. Is that Bove? Yeah, that's Bove. To cover the, 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 to sandwich the Feyenoord players that are like, you know, not covered anymore by the defenders for, again, whatever fucking reason. So what you get, Two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, cross. During the cross, Pellegrini gives up on chasing. Paredes gives up on chasing. Stand, just, they're just both standing. Zlewski gives up on chasing. 
So what happens is you have two players wide open in front of the goal. Mancini is not marking anyone. Karsdorp is no longer marking anyone. He's blocking off the cross. I get, like, I'm not sure why, but okay, whatever. Pellegrini, uh, Paris, nobody's marking anybody. Garante, as the like further back defender, recognizes the situation because he sees one player wide open and moves to cover him. Leaving Paisha, number nine. Uh, leaving Paisha, number 14, who he was covering, like Juventa was covering Paisha directly. Now he's wide open. Spinazzola recognizes this and tries to move forward to cover for him, but that would leave the other guy on the right back or right wing, I don't know, number 19 for Feyenoord that Spinazzola is marking. That would leave him wide open. So, why? And we've seen this so many times with Roma. Half the times you concede these goals, it's because for some reason, midfielders run in doing absolutely fucking nothing then give up the moment that they enter the box they're covering fucking nobody while defenders are also covering nobody and when we were watching the super bowl uh you said that the niners execute this um what did you call it zone defense where like they're covering areas rather than covering man to man yes and it looks like roma is doing that but for three fucking years under Jose Mourinho, we've been doing this unsuccessfully what yeah, is the you... point of parking 20 players into your own box when all the wide fucking wide open players of the, the opponents are I don't know what words are anymore. And it's just such symptom of, of, of Roma era of, of Roma of Jose era of the Jose football. I hate it. I hate watching this and I hope that this is like last remnants of getting Jose's football out of the way. I hate and to break course. it to you, but zonal yes. marking is a thing. It's always been a thing, and it will always continue to be a thing. We suck at it. When you're well, good yeah, at it, we don't fine, have the personnel for it. it. Like we don't have the personnel for it. But when you're in like a corner kick situation, uh, like they were, you go for zonal marking. Like maybe you can you can try and man mark all you want, but they like the offense, uh, the attacking side goes for. They'll do stuff to like run picks and stuff to get some people open. Like a, it, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just training ground shit. They have all yes. kinds of trick plays, so you can do whatever you want. And the best uh, studies show that the best thing to do when you are uh, defending a corner kick actually is zonal marking. Like man, man cover like their best player or two, and everybody else just pick a zone and cover it. And unfortunately, that's what happens. So, yeah, kind of. I get that because at some point you're gonna lose your guys. So just like stay your ground, stay your stay in your area, cover your area. That's it. Whoever comes in your area, just fine. I get it. But like this was players moving nonstop, and for some reason, like Feyenoord players just going forward. They're not doing. They're they're not changing. They're not shift. Sorry, shifting. They're not intersecting. They're not mingling. They're not strolling about they're not fucking going for to the gym they're not doing anything other than going forward and roma players are the ones who lose them somehow like you had them and then you just lost them why stupid so uh things that could be done different is that Svilar runs out for uh, faster and catches the ball because mancini and Durante are basically covering Svilar. like they're just standing in front of him right in front of him Svilar is on his line 
I don't think in this case Willer could have made it, uh, could have run out to make that save to catch the ball because it's like split second cross and he would have to cover like six yards, seven yards. Um, so like in this case, perhaps not, but I feel if we just kept slightly, slightly higher line instead of pretending like he's Rui, like this is the biggest thing that we have with Rui, that he does not move. So the way we played like this, the, the reason why we played like this is because of Rui to protect him. Like we needed to pack players right in front of him. Um, as we saw in Inter game, as we see in Feyenoord game, that didn't change. We'll talk. We'll talk later about the Frozen on the game. So you move the line a little bit forward, and suddenly Feyenoord players have nowhere to go because they're being marked and they're being covered by defenders. And if not, then the goalkeeper can catch the ball, um, pick it right out of the air. But whatever, I see this as hopefully last remnants of Jose era and this horrendous, stupid defending where everybody looks panicked and like they have no idea what they're doing. Um, rest of the game, I feel like we scored a goal and kind of like, I don't really remember much from the second half. I remember that Lukaku scored a goal with his shoulder. We had a few chances. Feiner tried to go for goal later on, kind of controlled the game, but not real. Like it didn't feel, it didn't feel like they're gonna score. No, but, um, our goal is actually scored against a run of play, which is nice. Yeah, like I, I on my little stat thing that I use, SofaScore, they got this new feature where it shows like the uh, attacking momentum of the game. And Roma actually scored against the run of play. Feyenoord actually had the was in the attacking mode, and then right after the goal, Roma took over. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good scoring with the shoulder. Lukaku is always <laughs> Lukaku scoring is always good for his confidence. Uh, however, do you get? Hmm, should I bring this up now? I guess yeah. Did 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 you feel like? Dybala or Lukaku are, you know, doing anything that's irreplaceable so far? No. I feel like... I feel like Lukaku should go back to Chelsea. Um, I got I got a strong feeling that when Tammy Abraham comes back, it's going to be him and uh, Asmund uh, in the 4-4-2. So, we'll see how that goes. Like, Lukaku, they might bring him on for, like, big games, but... He just really hasn't been impressing recently. So I don't know. It feels like recently, like he had, I forget which game it was. I, if it was uh, the Feyenoord game or the Frozenone game, but like he was away by himself with the goalkeeper and shot right at the goalkeeper. I'm like, what the actual fuck are you doing? Like, you have all the rest of the net, and you just shoot it right at him. What are you doing? And I'm like, please, just anybody else. I mean, he also was not the best against Inter, where he kind of disappeared. and uh, He he doesn't show up in big games like that, though, for some reason. I don't know if it's because, like, the defenders just pocket him or what, but... He just isn't around in big games against like the Inters or the AC Milan's or the Juve's or Lazio's. So yeah. Um, 
it's interesting because he had one on one with the goalkeeper of Inter I, Summer, Zomer, whatever, Zoma. And um, he kind of fumbled it, but not shooting, not going past him. He just let the keeper take the ball away, which is kind of blah. I don't think Tammy. Uh, Tammy would have uh, had the woodwork at least. <laughs> Tammy would have gotten the shot off. He would have gone around the key. Like, yeah, Tammy's really, really good and really quick with his feet. Um, he's good with dribbling. Like, I I really like that about him. His first touch is, like, not that great, but it's not Lukaku's. Then again, he n- would never score the goal that Lukaku scored against Feyenoord. Um, I feel like Tammy's maybe a better fit for this current Roma because he likes to play a little bit higher and he likes to, like, play those silly passes, like, tries to emulate Totti and... Uh, like tries to be involved in a play, not just score. And if anything, like the criticism we had of Tammy is like, can you please score and stop trying to be a playmaker? But um, I feel like it, he's just a better fit because Lukaku is kind of out there isolated, and our game plan can still be just hit the ball forward, the big dude, and you know, <laughs> not the best plan so far. Um, Dybala, I've... you watch him play and he has all the magic and he's doing all the amazing shit and he's like, oh my god, look at him go. But like nothing comes out of it. <laughs> it's kind of like watching Dotti before uh, when he was like after Spalletti? Yeah, in the in the, in the the Luis Enrique era where he's amazing and everything but like it leads to nowhere and then Luis Enrique tried to say that Dotti is washed. But nah, his tactics were washed. <laughs> he was pretty bad. So I don't know. Um, I guess it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Dybala. And on one hand, sure, he's fantastic and whatever. On the other hand, it's really nice to see that we do not depend on Dybala to win games. Like uh, like Jose kept saying, that like anytime Dybala is injured, he's like, well, playing for a draw now. Nobody else can do anything on this team. But that's not the case. Frozenone got to experience that firsthand. Oh, and did they? Holy smokes. Roma, <laughs> three. Frozenone, nil. Why, why did you sound like we destroyed them? Because we, we did. didn't. We, th- we did. <laughs> what? We what totally did. We were no. a complete team, top to bottom. Forget the first half. Forget. I showed up half. at the second half. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm like, damn, we're up 1-0. Must have slept through that. And then I see Hausen's goal. I'm like, pretty good goal. And then He was horrendous. He was well, so bad in the first half. And barring the goal, the he was absolute cheeks. Yeah. And then it was hilarious because he gets substituted out. I actually have a quote about that. But he gets substituted out because of his uh, celebration. De Rossi pulled him, and that was actually kind of funny. But because he was actually on loan with Frozenone, and uh, he wanted to get the move done to Roma, so he went and did the silence the crowd type thing, and De Rossi absolutely lost his shit about that and pulled him. And uh, at the end so of the match, personally... he... sorry. At the end of the match, De Rossi uh, in the post game conference said. 
Uh, Houston is very young. I don't want to stand here lecturing. Uh, he won't do it again next time. We learn and grow from experience. For a start, he will know that this celebration is the reason he could not play in the second half because he was booked. Like, taunting. Yeah, yeah it wasn't, it wasn't like, like you won't play because you're weird. It's just like, you're booked. You can't, I, I can't risk shit. Well, yeah, and that was an immature and childish uh, celebration, taunting the yeah. away fans. And then Asmoon came and was like, I'm sorry, please forgive my teammate. Yeah, I. that was so obvious. That was so fucking obvious that Asmoon is like, hey, I, I don't want to insult anyone. We're not good. Like, sorry for my teammate, you know, like, hey, we scored a goal. Not going to celebrate, not going to do much, you know. Like, he's calming down the situation because everyone was whistling and booing uh, Hausen. Sorry, Hausen. Uh, because I, I, I got more lessons on how to pronounce his name. Because he was supposed to go to Frisino and then last minute he was like, uh, no, I'm going to go to Roma. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that might be slightly better for him, you know. Um, and it was kind of like a regional fresh. derby anyway. Yeah, so, a bit of a regional thing. No, but yeah. like he was really, really, really good against Inter, and uh, he's been pretty solid. This was his first game where people can say he was bad, and he was bad. He was. Um, Somebody else was worse. Bad as a consequence, though, I would say. Uh, honestly, before I say anything else, seriously, props to Frosinone. They're so they were they were so 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 good in the first half. Their pressing was crisp. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. They, their, their strategy, their tactics were on point. They knew exactly where to attack Roma and how to attack Roma. They knew exactly what to pressure. Um, well, yeah, because you say that Francesco is the one that's coaching. Of course, he knows <laughs> what the Rossi's gonna do. Um, I mean, sure, but he wasn't really that good of a coach when he was at Roma. Uh, I guess it was slightly like too, too, too much for him. Too too big of a step, which you know happens. It's fine. It's not like that he's stupid or something. I thought De Rossi he... was on EDF's staff at a point. No, he played for EDF. In yes, the... I know. Yeah, I thought he had a like Maybe. he retired Wait. and then he yeah he, I thought he was on his staff at a point. No, 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 he was on he was on uh, Italy's national team staff on Mancini. Yeah. Um, I think he was supposed to be in like Cagliari or something, but like no. So EDF, I think, was relegated or something with Kyrie, and he he coached some some teams uh, here and there. But like, it's obvious he made an improvement, and it's very very obvious. It's Frosinone came out attacking. They were like, we lost five nil or five one or whatever previous week. We're not gonna let any teams bully us. We're gonna show them who we are, and like, fantastic. Really, mad respect to them. They played really well. Um, the only reason that they didn't score, that they didn't have like a two or three nil lead in the first half. Like this game reminded me of the Bologna game where Bologna came out and fucking destroyed us. Like it wasn't even same. We, we, we were not even same class. Like we were so far below Bologna because they were just running rampant. Um, the only reason we weren't down by a few goals was Spiller. Spiller was incredible. He was running around, jumping, catching balls, catching um crosses catching shots deflecting everything he was moving he was mobile and when you have a goalkeeper who does that your defense can suddenly play at ease they can risk more they can be like nah if i fuck this up the goalkeeper's got it there is bit there were situations where like Spiller was yelling at his defenders which is you know that that's what a goalkeeper is supposed to do but like when 
when you know that the goalkeeper is gonna make the save, fucking yeah, like that's you, you can just play it so much more ease. So it's the best thing that could have happened to Spiller this game because he got to show off what he has. Uh, we have two exceptional goalkeepers, and it is only it is the only role where I want to be to have some clarity, considering the way Svilar position performed this evening. He deserves to be given a chance as a starting goalkeeper. He has now been named the starting goalkeeper for the rest of the season. Wait, seriously? Yes. The Rossi said that. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Fuck yeah. I mean, I don't. He he was just on top of everything. He, it it just reminded me. I, I've mentioned this before. It reminded me of one of those old school games, like 15 years ago in the golden era, where anything that happens inside the box belongs to the goalkeeper because seemingly every single team had a great goalkeeper, or at least the better teams. Um, so everything that happens inside the box is just goalkeeper. It's it's his domain, like. Defenders were just there to mark others and to prevent them from getting to the ball while the goalkeeper catches it safely. That was all it was. Um, this reminded me of that. Like he's not that tall. He's like six foot two like, for a goalkeeper. Six foot, like, seven six, foot, eight foot, two. Six foot two or six foot three. So he's like one one eighty nine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's uh, not that tall. He could be slightly taller for a goalkeeper, but otherwise, he he's very very strong. Huge shoulders. Doesn't like his cat quick. He's very 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 reactive to everything. There was like a, a moment where he ran from his line to the edge of the box, like the whole the 18 yard box, and got to the ball before uh, a striker. It was like holy shit. This dude has wheels. Like this is what it looks like. But a goalkeeper is moving. Holy crap! So it's weird because nobody ever gave him a chance. Like Benfica gave him a chance and then benched him when he was 18, which is what six, seven years ago. And that's it. He's been on the bench. Um, and now finally he got a chance. And I feel like he's not gonna lose his position anymore for a long time. He just has that stoic. Um, f I don't know what to call it, figure, uh, posture, like he's just always, you know, angry and serious looking and it looks like he's fucking ready. And yeah. Uh, however, should we talk about it? Talk about what? So my kid takes the phone and opens the Google TV remote. And uh, presses the, the 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 search with voice button or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. He's got them crazy eyes. <laughs> He's got them crazy eyes. Um, so he presses the uh, the microphone icon for for uh, search by voice. And if you know what the Google TV remote does, it like. It finds movies that you can buy from Google. Um, for Why do I have a feeling that it's porn? No, 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 nothing dirty. <laughs> and he loves doing that, but like when he presses it, there is like, you know, it just, you just hear a click and it's like, did it. And then it expects it to say something and it's a baby, so he doesn't say anything. So it just, you know, closes down. So it doesn't find any movies. So he did it while I'm sitting next to him and he goes, ga, ga, ga. So I'm like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Google starts like loading, like, you know, it hurts something and it's trying to find. And it finds Oppenheimer. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so that's where that came from. You tied it all together now. That makes so much sense. Uh, I'm just glad Brian Cristante was not in that movie because the world would have gone to shit. Like it, that, that movie would have ended differently if Cristante was there. He would have blown up Moon or something. My God, he had like two for forty passing in the first half of the Frozenona game. His positioning was horrendous. He kept giving ball away under pressure. He's a midfielder who isn't fast, isn't agile, cannot dribble, cannot take the ball forward, cannot pass, cannot long pass. He can shoot. Positioning is terrible. Defensive orientation is terrible. Defensive reads are terrible. He offers absolutely nothing going forward. Like he, if if he gets the ball like in in a counter, he just stops and passes it back to wide receiver, wing back, or a worse fullback. It's like, what does he fucking do? What 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 does he offer? What what exactly is it that he offers? And he's slow. He's just so fucking slow. So Daniela De Rossi, um, please understand that. Cristante and Paredes in a double pivot doesn't work because when you played it, when you played in double pivot, you had Kevin Strotman next to you and it also didn't work. We created absolutely fucking nothing under Rudy Garcia, or sorry, Josep. Was it Rudy? No, it was Josep de Francesco. And maybe Rudy Garcia as well. No, Rudy had fucking Kevin Strotman. Three different coaches and two of them tried to run double pivot with Kevin Strotman, Daniel De Rossi. And uh, yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't work. Spalletti didn't play him that way. Spalletti had him do very different things, and I think Strutman torn his ACL or something. So it doesn't work. Please, please, it doesn't fucking work. Before that, um, before playing attacking f- midfielder for Atalanta, Cristante played for Benfica and Milan, um, and some other teams, but I didn't find that much information about them. Uh, about nine and a half years ago, 2014, but it was October, September, October. Benfica played against Bayer Leverkusen, conceded uh, two goals in the first half. They lost the game by 3-1, mind you. Ben- Leverkusen won 3-1 in the Champions League. Benfica started, um, I think it was 18-year-old, 19-year-old Cristante in double pivot role. And on both goals they conceded, they kind of went through the middle where you can see while watching the replays of the goal, number 24, Brian Cristante running, slowly jogging, you know, just following the play, pretending like he's, you know, doing something useful while they're scoring a goal. He's not marking anyone, he's not providing assists, he's not hustling back, he's just he's just there. He's he's in the video on both goals. Uh he got benched by George Jesus in on at a half and Benfica changed formations. Never once used him as a DM or a double pivot ever again. Milan tried it once, conceded two goals in the first half. Uh, I won't say against who I forgot. I think it was even before Benfica. Never used him as DM again, not a double pivot, nothing. They used him as a left mid midfielder where De Jong was the only, the only midfielder playing defense. Everyone else was attacking. So, Cristante, not very good defensively, not very good as a midfielder, just kind of like good to be there and take long shots and maybe bump forward and provide, you know, moral support of an outlet pass. Like, he's the dude that needs to be standing at the edge of the box. 
waiting for a pass. So yeah, that's horrendous. Um, my last closing sentiment in Brian Cristante playing double pivot or DM. Um, if Daniela De Rosa keeps doing this, I really hope he gets fired or not extended and uh, that we bring in a new coach. However, that would mean that we bring in a new coach who is going to go, well, I'm going to see what we have here. I'm going to give everyone a chance and then he's going to play the same thing that every other coach played that four other coaches tried or five at this point. I don't even know. I don't care. And every single summer we fail to address the main fucking problem since Constant Joy that he is not a DM, that he's not a midfielder. He is a bench midfielder who can come on and stabilize the game when it's already won. Offers absolutely nothing more. That's it. Huh. What are your thoughts? I have no thoughts on the Brian Cristante situation. If people want to keep playing him, good luck. Fuck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seriously. Anyway, I got one. I got Why? a different thought. I got a different thought. Yeah. I want Sanchez and Awar instead of Cristante. That's it. No, I don't want Awar. That's. I feel like that's not a good thing at the moment. Like, <laughs> there's a reason he hasn't been being played in a while. Yeah, so. I guess. Uh. Finally, something that we don't talk about ever. Mm -hmm. I thought we should bring it up anyway, because I thought it was kind of impressive, actually. The women's team. Yeah. 51 points, 17 wins, zero draws, one loss. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, 51 goals for 11 goals against plus 40 goal differential. Ugh. And their coach Alessandro Spagna renews contract until 2026. Spagna, Spunia. Spunia. I don't know. No parlez vu Italiano. <laughs> Yet they follow that Italiano team. Amazing. Do you happen to know what did what they did in the Champions League? Uh, got eliminated. Um, yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, they were the I bottom of the, the bottom of the group. That was a group of death, though, because that was Bayern and Ajax and PSG and Roma. I'm like, that's just like if that was the men's team, it's just curl up and die. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, GG, homie. See you in the see, like see you never. Not even in the Europa League. But right, yeah, no. Ajax Roma to one. Uh, 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 yeah, bottom. I think they, but like, yeah. But that was a really hard group, though. Yeah, they had one win over Ajax, who actually went through. Uh, Bayern was supposed to be like top of the group as well, but they weren't. They got eliminated as well. <laughs> okay. Paris FC and PSG both. Okay, cool. Lyon FC and Lyon. Interesting. Huh. What is Rosengard? Is that isn't that uh, Norway? That sounds it's like Danish. Yeah, almost close enough. It's Malmo, which is a um, city in southern Sweden, Sweden. Which, if you ask people in, in Malmo, they call themselves Danish, and Swedes don't really claim them anyway. So, like, yeah, Malmo. It's kind of like. Um, how do we put this? Very carefully. 
There's a freaking bridge. Yeah. No, yeah. It's kind of like yeah. Miami where all of them, they're all like, we're Americans now. And then all of America's like, you guys are kind of You're Cubans. Cubans. You're, you're not Americans. You're Cubans. Can you just like, you know, float off into the Atlantic? You're one ocean, camera. You're one camera crew away from being a Tony Montana origin story. <laughs> and like, not even nothing, like not, not, nothing against like Cubans who emigrate there. It's like Americans from Miami. Like, you can't just like not be part of America. Um, Looking oh, at shit. you, Bar- Barcelona <laughs> beat Rosenkart seven nil and six nil. Anyway, um, women's football. I just, I just thought going. I'd give a shout out because uh, I thought, found that pretty impressive. Because uh, I think the Juve, if I remember correctly, the Juve women's team is like ten points behind. Like it's not even close. They built a really good team over over the years. Like it wasn't like they were, you know, like die. We just gonna buy everyone the best. It wasn't really like that. They Who, the women's team. Yeah, from the foundation, they were like one of the better teams because they just the yeah they the just money built invested. Yeah, the money that was yeah. invested was like really, really, really good. But they were like founded. They were founded in 2018. Yeah, like and... it wasn't outrageous. It was just like it was solid. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they, they could do that with the men's team. They just kept building, kept adding, and uh, they have their own system. And yeah, you're right. Eight points ahead of Juve. Yeah, they're absolutely crushing it. With Good job, what? Roma women's team. Huh? Oh, no, wait. They won the league. Okay, okay, okay. They're... Yeah, it's over. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That is awesome. Yeah. Congrats to them. Yeah. I think there was a point where in December we may have said either in the podcast or we were talking once to each other that the the men's team would probably lose to the women's team. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they were really fucking good this season. Speak, speaking of uh men versus women, uh did you see that uh Brittany Griner said she could beat DeMarcus Cousins in a one on one and Kevin Durant's reaction? No. Oh my god, it's pretty funny. I'll have to find it and send it to you later. But uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Anyway, Uh, 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 uh. next match, Roma Feyenoord. That comes up on Thursday, 9 p.m. your time, 3 p.m. my time. I don't care about everybody else's time. And so, uh, Roma Torino. <laughs> what? We're going to see Striller. We're not going to see Bove in that game. That's all we know. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to start Lukaku or Azmoon? Uh, yeah, we'll probably start uh, Lukaku and Azmoon. It seems like Darasi's hellbent on a 4 4 2. So, yeah. Might see that pairing. Or Baldanzi, actually. I don't know. Were you impressed by anything Paul Tanzi did so far? No. Not one bit. He no, he like he's got a good motor. No. Like he has a good motor, but so did Bellotti and now look at him. Feyenoord most likely won't have five of their players. Um but I am reading it off of flash scores, so you know, whatever. Olympico capacity is 70,634. Boof. Yeah, so, 
I think I think it should be an easy win for Roma. I don't think Feyenoord is really that good. That said, shout out to their Feyenoord social media team because they're really that, good. That announcement was so fucking good. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that from Roma. Like that might be the best match announcement I've ever ever witnessed. Yeah, that was really good. I really like that. I watch that again because like. For them, this is the finals, you know? <laughs> They're not going to f- face anyone better than Roma. Like, maybe Milan, but Milan are going to be stuck playing for the Champions League. They're they're, they're not going to care. They're going to lose at some point to, like, Sparta or Shakhtar or whatever. They're just not going to care that much about Europa League. Um, I least, saw... Uh, uh, their social media team is pretty good. Um, I think they had one. They were playing PSV, and... They did something about like making sure that the light the lights are off or something like that, and showed all the times that Feyenoord's beat PSV, and the PSV absolutely thrashed them. And it's like the lights are still on, buddy. <laughs> it was so it was oh, so boy. good. Yeah, I'll oh. have to find it again. Oh my god, you want to play on a Monday? Fuck off. Feeling good on a Monday? Wait, that's not how that goes. I don't want to play on a Monday. Uh, whatever. So anyway, what's what's what else? Um, before I don't know. I think I think I think it's gonna be not a not 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 an easy win, but still not gonna be a hard game. And I think it's we're gonna go through. I would be surprised if Feyenoord go through. Uh, that said, I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't care about Europe League that much. It's just like more games to see what the Rossi does. Like, honestly, to me, to just practice for the Rossi. Like, I really don't care if we go out. If we go out, fine, fantastic. Focus on Champions League. If not, I don't know. It's been a month of the Rossi in charge, and we've shown that we don't need Dybala and that we have depth. Like, that's more than Mourinho's done in three years, two and a half. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Torino game. So I I don't think we're gonna win against Torino. I don't think we're winning that one either. That is a hard fucking game, man. That's gonna be so hard. Like I don't think Torino's had a loss recently. Standings. Torino. Uh, they had a win, two draws, another win, and another draw in their last five. They haven't lost last five games, so we have to open um, Soccer Way to check. <laughs> Shout out to Soccer no. to Check oh. when the last loss is. So, Fiorentina, uh, Torino's. Bologna, last November. Games. No, not really. Wait. So, this is five oh, of Fiorentina, their games. December. And then this is, yes, 10 games, 11. So, before losing to, or after losing to Bologna in November. Torino beat Atalanta 3-0. <laughs> didn't beat uh, Frosinone. Then they beat Empoli. Then drew with Udinese. Then lost to Fiorentina. So in their last 11 games, they have one loss. Um, lost to Fiorentina barely. And then beat Napoli 3-0. And then drew Genoa. Beat Cagliari. Drew Salernitana. Drew Sassuolo. And then beat Lecce. So they're kind of like win one, draw one. Win one, draw one. Um, I think they're due for a loss. Like they're not that good of a team to be like, we're incredible. They do have the ones about 
So I don't know. I feel like they're playing Torino. They're playing Lazio and Roma back to back in four within four days. So they might be exhausted. Make up might pick up some injuries. I don't think they're gonna lose to Lazio because they are playing at home. They seem to be really good at home. But I think. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to beat Torino, dude. They can just be like, fuck it. We didn't come here to win. We come here to be a Granata. Just bunker in. Um, fascinating team. Absolutely fascinating team. And I don't know if we talked about this before. Uh, when people were bringing up like goalkeepers they want they want in Roma, I was like, give me Vanya, Torino's goalkeeper. Because he's like six foot eight, <laughs> and looks like a looks like a looks like a like a like a mafia mercenary from the from the nineties from Yugoslavia. He is Serbian, but and he also he's the brother of Sergei Milinkovic Savic. So that'll do it. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I don't care if we get a new goalkeeper, but I really would like to keep Sviller. So, yes. whatever. Duan Zapata, seven goals, 32 years old. They don't score much, so... Yeah, probably gonna... I don't know, we're not, we're not gonna lose, but it's gonna be really hard to beat them. We're gonna need all of our luck. Uh, we, we, we might need Dybala to show why he's Dybala. So... With the house... With the house and goal, do we... Pay Juventus 30 million euros for him? Nope. Why not? We have so much better stuff we could be spending our money on than an 18 year old who. Jonathan who... David. Yes, come on down. <laughs> I mean, he grew up in Canada, went to France. It's already way warmer, and then he's going to go to Rome where it's just warm. Yeah. And then we can boost the Canadians in the league because then we could have uh, Tejan Buchanan, who plays for Inter, uh, and Jonathan David, which would be really cool. And then we can get Tejan Buchanan on Roma, and then we can have an all-Canadian attacking team, which would be great. Did you know Jonathan David was born in Brooklyn? Uh, now I did. Now you did. Now I do. Anyway, he's 50 million euros. We're not gonna bring him in, but I, I fucking wish. I wish they found some sort of some way, something. I don't know, man. He was valued 60 million last season. <laughs> Fantastic finisher. But I'm still looking forward to just having Tammy Abraham. Like, if we sell Tim Abraham back to Chelsea or something. Uh, or West Ham or whoever for 50 million. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen. But otherwise, I don't know. Uh, I can totally see United or Arsenal or Bayern any Union. Premier League team. I'm trying to think of anyone who doesn't have a finisher because United kind of have. Uh, Just say any Premier League. Goes to Man United. Sure. Replaces uh, Holland. People want to bring half of Bologna's squad. 
I don't know how, like, we don't really have money, but I wish if we did, I would just invest into getting Calafiori back home. Um, to play next to Indica if Juventus won't give us housing for another season. And. Joshua Xerxes? Uh, maybe. Like, would you have Jonathan I think he's on. Isn't he on loan from Bayern? What? Yeah, I thought he was from online from Bayern. No. He joined Bologna in 2022. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Don't don't listen to me. So he's 20. He's 22 years old, and he did join Bayern Munich in 2019. Interesting. I didn't know this. He's yes. six foot four. What? Holy shit! I did not get that feeling. He moves really fucking quick and fast for six foot four. Definitely did not think that he is that big. Jesus! Can you imagine him and Tammy Abraham? Good lord! We would never miss a header ever again. Yeah, they're they're very similar players in, in quickness and um, and like just you know agility. When you think of Tammy Abraham, like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, out doing an ACL injury. <laughs> to me, just close control. Like, you Cruise can't control? pin him. Close control. You can't pin him into, into a box and take the ball away. He's just going to dribble out. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I really, really want him back please please come back sometime soon i really want to see you play again Peace through the in the game, black rain, black rain. Through the struggles and the strain, black rain. 